This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za. One eighty degrees on I am Youth Movement. Hello and welcome back to another exciting episode of One Eighty Degrees. It's Monday, and you know what that means. Our program is back again. Zoe, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing quite well. You know, just sticking to myself, my home. Not like I have a choice, but you know, the week is actually dragging by being at home all the time. But how are you doing, Lou? It just kind of sounds like you're an extrovert who's having a little bit of a hard time at the moment. So with that in mind, guys, check on your extrovert friends. They are not okay. Make sure you're doing enough voice calls, enough video calls and enough texts. And I don't know, sending them a few fun little messages, just telling them that you're thinking about them in this trying time. It's actually insane. I, on the other hand, I've been keeping busy doing my work, but everything, it just feels like everything is moving so much slower but like enough of that (laughs) you know i'm not really feeling like the week is dragging by i feel like it's going really fast because there's just so many things to do i've been catching up on all sorts of household chores i've been cooking like two or three times a day which i never do um constant bub duty we're hanging out in the garden we're eating way too much we are crafting drawing yeah, there's just so much to do. It just feels like there almost isn't enough time in the day for it. How crazy is that? Well, guys, we've got such a fun show lined up for you. We've got some good music, happy health tip, Bible quiz. We've got a fun interview coming along, groovy movie. But first, we're going to do a What's Down on Your Couch, which is our version of What's Down in Cape Town during the lockdown time. Cape Town. Cape Town. Cape Town. Cape Town. Cape Town. What's down in Cape Town? So, as you've probably guessed, there is nothing down in Cape Town. For the next couple of weeks, we've decided that we're going to call this What's Down on Your Couch instead. Because let's face it, that is probably where you are. And if you're not on your couch, you're on your bed. Because you're at home, hopefully. Because of the lockdown. So, it seemed... We made this change because it seemed a little counterproductive to make a list of events that no one can go to when we're all in a lockdown and that have most likely been cancelled. So it came to my attention last week when I was giving you some tips on what to do while on your couch that some people may be having some anxieties about what's happening. And that is okay because this is not a normal thing that everyone goes through in their lifetime. So I have some tips on how you can deal with any anxieties you have concerning the pandemic and the lockdown. Firstly, I would invest in some self-care by choosing this time, these three weeks, to get some rest. Exercise if you can. It does wonders for your health. Focus on praying and meditating on God's word. And remember to always talk to God. He can help you with any anxiety you have. Next, be easy on yourself and everyone else who's suffering. This is not a normal occurrence. You're not overreacting. This is a very strange time. Don't beat yourself up over it for feeling weird about it. Remember to connect with your friends over social media, through emails, through calls, through Skypes, anything. You're going to be on your own for three weeks. You're going to go crazy if you don't talk to your friends and who knows how your friendships will change if you don't. 
Also remember that while talking to your friends, the one person or deity you can't forget to talk to is God. Always remember to maintain an active prayer life. Next, remember that change is inevitable. Once this lockdown is over, it is very possible that our lives will change, whether it's radically or not. Some aspect of our life will not be the same as it was going into this. Ask God to help you accept the change because it is inevitable, but it doesn't have to destroy your life. Next, keep yourself informed on all the happenings with the coronavirus and other updates. Stay on top of things so that you know what's going on, but be careful not to overwhelm yourself with information because that is counterproductive. Next, although you still have time to relax, remember to not neglect your work. Some of you are studying and some of you are working. Some of you are studying and working. Do not neglect either of these things just because we have a seemingly long holiday. The effects of that in the long run will not be productive or good. And then lastly, count your blessings. At a time like this, we are surrounded by our blessings, actually. So it makes us easier to count them and just see what the Lord has done. It'll really ground us and help us in so many ways and I recommend it but yeah that's all that can be done from your couch there I hope these tips really help you Zoe on 180 degrees groovy movie I'll ruin it hey bamboo to watch the movies hey guys welcome back to the groovy movie section of the show now if you're unfamiliar with what happens in this section we play a clip from a movie or a tv series you most likely watched when you're a little bit younger however i'm a little bit nervous about this one because it's not as popular as our other groovy movies tend to be it's quite a niche film but it fits in so well with the interview we have planned for today it's about seabirds, and that's the only clue I'll give you, because there are two clues I could have given you, and you're just going to have to decipher one. That is going to be pretty easy for you. So if you have any idea what groovy movie this is, please WhatsApp 081-729-1657, or if you have any free SMSs, SMS 37988. I repeat, WhatsApp 081-729-1657 or use those free SMSs to SMS 37988. We would love to hear from you.
Degrees on Radio Cape Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Zoe on 180 Degrees. Now that was quite a fantastic song to listen to. And before we listen to that jam, we had another song playing for you. Yes, it was a part of our groovy movie. Now we encourage you guys to send your answers to 081-729-1657 or SMS 37988. And some of you, I'm not going to lie, some of you are a little confused. You chose the other one, but that is okay because I'm going to give you the answer right now. It was Surf's Up, that's the name of the movie, and the song was called Stand Tall. So for those of you who got that correct, you can pat yourself on the back because you, my friend, (laughs) you can stand tall. 180 Degrees on Radio Cape Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. So for today's interview, which I'm quite excited for, we will be speaking to Dr. David Roberts, a veterinarian at Sankob, the Southern African Foundation for the Conservation of Coastal Birds, about his work there and how Sankob just brings about environmental change, what they do, how they help seabirds of all kind, not just penguins, and what you can do if you'd like to get involved directly, because we can all do something. Welcome to the show, Dr. Roberts. Thank you so much for joining us. Can you tell us more about your work with Sankob? Um, as the clinical vet, my job is to do the veterinary work at Sankob. So that involves admitting um, any animal that might need help or, or assistance, um, that might need veterinary, veterinary care, um, doing a clinical evaluation on them and deciding what treatment protocol to give, and then guiding them through the recovery process, so that might be ICU care, um, maybe some surgery, and then later the rehabilitation process um, until they're healthy enough to be released into the world. Can you tell us about the history of Sankob and how the company came to be? Sankob started about 50 years ago. It was um, started by one woman, um, Althea Westfall who um, started rescuing penguins and um, they were mainly oiled and she looked after them, uh, cleaned them, washed them, got them fit and ready for release and then released them back into the wild. And at first she used her her own garden and washed birds in in her bathtub and then later um, grew the conservation organization Sankob into what it is now. Um, So it's been going for 50 years and slowly grown from strength to strength, from just rescuing and rehabilitating penguins to now playing an important role in the conservation of all seabirds um, throughout Southern Africa. What is the main aim of Sankob? Sankob's main aim is to promote seabird conservation throughout Southern Africa through the rescue, rehabilitation, um, and release of both African penguins and any other seabirds that might need our assistance as well as other conservation work, um, supporting the the conservation of seabirds in the wild through support of government and um, the colony support staff, the people who are looking after them in the seabird colonies in the wild. Please elaborate on how one can adopt an egg. Sankob um, runs several different um, penguin adoption campaigns throughout the year. At the moment, we are promoting the egg adoption campaign. Uh, At this time of year, we receive a lot of African penguin eggs that come out of the the wild. They've been abandoned in their native colonies 
by the parents and that can be for all sorts of reasons. Sometimes the parents can't raise the eggs uh, because they don't return to the same colony, maybe because of disease or um, predation. Sometimes they've just built their nests in unsafe nesting areas and the eggs have to be cleared. Um, there could be things like unusual weather or um, heat stress that mean the parents leave the eggs. Those eggs would then uh, die in the wild. Um, they wouldn't have any chance of hatching and um, surviving. So rangers in the colonies collect those eggs, bring them to Sankob, where we look after them in incubators. We then hatch the eggs and the chicks are raised in our dedicated chick rearing unit. So we encourage the public to assist with the cost of raising these chicks, um, hatching the eggs, raising the chicks and finally releasing them when they're ready to go back to the wild. So for 300 rand, anyone can adopt an egg. The easiest way to do that is to follow um, us on our website. So you can visit the website at www.sancob.co.za and follow the links to adopt an egg. If you can't get to the website, then just search Adopt a Penguin Egg on um, a search engine and you should easily be able to find our website. But the website again is www.sancob.co.za. Sancob is S-A-N. CCOB and you can learn more about our conservation work and um, the different ways that you can support us but at the moment we encourage everyone to have a look at the egg adoption campaign. How can the general public support Sankob and follow its journey? The general public are encouraged to support Sankob through a host of different um, variety, a variety of different ways once we're open again, we encourage people to come and visit our centres, both in Port Elizabeth and in Tableview in Cape Town, where they can learn a little bit more about what we do. They can go on a tour. We encourage um, everyone from school children to the, um, old grannies and grandpas to come and visit and um, see what we do. So once our doors are open again, please come and visit. You can go on a tour there uh, you can have a look at um, what's happening in our home pen meet some of the penguins and see the hard work that's being done you can also visit our website and um, learn more through that through our social media pages as well visit um, us on facebook or on instagram or um, as we said before you can adopt a penguin egg you can adopt a penguin that's undergoing rehabilitation or one of those that stays in our home pen that can't be released into the wild and lives at sandcob what is the vision mission of Sankob? Uh, so Sankob's um, vision is to reduce the decline of seabirds um, in South Africa. At the moment, seabird numbers are declining in all the different populations. We have a few species, including the African penguin, which are listed as protected species. They're um, in danger of extinction. And so what we would love to see is more penguins, more seabirds in the wild, and less uh, of the um, what's hap currently happening, which is the populations every year are lower and lower. Every time we count uh, penguins or the other seabirds, they're just fewer and fewer individuals in the wild. And we're doing that through our conservation efforts, our rehabilitation efforts, and through collaborations with other conservation authorities, with the South African government, with the city of Cape Town and other municipalities to try to promote conservation issues and reduce threats such as overfishing 
and oil pollution, other pollution as well, habitat destruction, and all those things that are affecting our natural habitats. What is the best part about working in this industry? Plus, are there any specific success stories surrounding the seabirds and penguins? Well, the best part about working in any conservation organization is seeing um, the success that we can have when we put a little bit of effort in. So with, with our rehabilitation work, the best time is always the release of penguins. So almost every single week, we release a group of penguins at one of the penguin colonies. Um, usually on Thursdays, we'll send out those penguins which are finally ready for release after the rehabilitation efforts. And um, we release those back into the sea and they swim off and join their, their natural population again. So being able to see that the actual effect that's been had on those individual animals that would have died in the wild is always heartwarming. Um, and then any um, interactions that we have with members of the public and showing that we can inspire people to change their, their habits for the greater good is always very, very rewarding to us. We've always have a lot of success stories. So luckily, penguins are relatively easy to rehabilitate compared with many wild animals. And so, as I said, almost every single week we're releasing a few penguins and sometimes that can be only five or six and sometimes it can be up to 40 penguins that get released in one week depending on how busy we really are. So yes, we've had success stories from penguins with broken wings, gannets that, that couldn't fly and um, slowly we nursed back to health and they've flown off successfully. We had a pelican that we released recently, which was really nice to, to see flying off. Um, so yeah, they're just a lot of those cases can be really heartwarming when we've come in almost um, dead or really sick, usually um, injured or, or very skinny, underweight, and we slowly nose those back to health and release them. Just recently, we released a large number of crowned cormorant chicks that um, their nests have been destroyed and they would have died if they hadn't been rescued. And we we nursed those back to health and then as soon as they were old enough we released large number of them on the west coast and um, it was really nice seeing them flying back into the wild. How can one join this career path to make a difference in the lives of seabirds? So this is an excellent question because we really want to encourage as many people as possible to to get into conservation. Um, so from a seaboid point of view um, if you want to work with them, the the best route, but not the only route, would be to, to study something like um, zoology, marine biology, ornithology at university, and then um, find a career path through a conservation organization. There are lots of really great conservation organizations, research organizations um, in South Africa, and so that would be one of the options. Another option is to get involved as a volunteer or an intern at an, organ at an organization or an NGO like Sandcob, where um, people can start their career paths just through working. It's a lot of work experience can be gained. And that's um, open to anyone who's over 18, not necessarily somebody who's studied in this field before. And that opens up a lot of doorways into conservation organizations, into conservation work. You can work as a rehabilitator. And um, a lot of the people who work with Sankob aren't necessarily biologists or zoologists at all. 
to have a successful organization like Sandcop that's doing good conservation work. We need everyone from accountants, fundraisers, marketers. Um, we need the, the scientists, the people who actually work on the ground every day with the birds. We need rangers who work in the colonies as well. So anyone from any walk of life um, and any career path can still make a difference in working for conservation if you, if you work for an organization which is doing a good job. So thank you very much for, for having me on today. And um, we hope to encourage everyone to, to have a look at our website and hopefully adopt a penguin egg. You can do that for yourself or you can give it as an Easter gift to your friends and loved ones. Thank you very much. It's such a pleasure to have you here and thank you for agreeing to be on. Welcome back to the Bible quiz section of the show. If this is the first time that you're hearing this, let me just give you a quick brief on what it is all about. We ask you a question somewhere from the Bible and we give you some time to either Google it or page through your Bible or maybe you know the answer offhand. Who even knows? So without further ado, let us get into it. Today's question is, did Jesus spit in someone's eye? And if so, why? So just quickly again, did Jesus spit in someone's eye? And if he did, why did he do it? If you know what it is, please send it through to 081-729-1657. Or if you're stuck at home, like all of us are, maybe just, you know, ask your friends and your family and see who can guess it right. 180 degrees on I Am Youth Movement. Follow us on Facebook today. I Am Radio. Welcome back. If you're just tuning in right now, we just asked the question for the Bible quiz. Did Jesus spit in someone's eye? And if he did, why did he do it? Now, we gave you some time to go Google or to page through your Bible, or maybe someone in your house knew what the answer was. And I'm about to tell you, yes, yes, he did. In Mark 8 verse 23, uh, the Bible tells us a story of Jesus having to spit in someone's eye to heal his blindness. So, yeah, maybe... I don't know. I don't know what to say about that. It's a cookie type of medicine. But it is one of the amazing things that we read about Jesus and the many miracles that he did. I literally just had a thought, like, imagine how crazy it would be if Jesus was walking around as a human today, like he did in biblical times, just spitting on people with coronavirus. Like, we wouldn't be in this situation. But that's so hilarious. Like, just imagine that. I wonder how the news stations would cover that. Health tips. How to be happy in your health. It's not just about being healthy, it's about being happy. Should be quite interesting. Chocolates are the true source of happiness. Ah, yes, chocolates definitely are the best medicine out there. And I know I had to stockpile just a little bit of them, just a few of them, just to keep myself going. <laughs> because, yeah. 
I'm a bit of an emotional eater. So here's another way that you can try and keep yourself healthier during this lockdown time. As we know, there's not a lot of space to be running about or to be exercising. We definitely can't be going to the gyms. You might have heard about a fun challenge to run an entire marathon during this time where you have to run two kilometers every day, either in your house or in your garden or just sort of stand and run for as long as you think it'll take you to get that going. So that's one way of doing it. If you're not very fit or not much of a runner, just like me, something that you can do to make sure that your body keeps, I don't know, moving, keeps feeling fresh every morning when you wake up, do a few stretches. There are so many stretches that you can do. You can Google a few poses, check it out, see what sort of things you've got to do to make sure you don't hurt yourself because... I don't know, you're pretty stiff in the mornings, right? Like when I wake up, I'm really stiff. It's great to just stretch your hands up overhead, get your hands up on the ground, do some hamstring stretches. I don't know, whatever you need to do to get that going. It's a fantastic way to get your day started and to get some flow back into your body. Make sure that you take a lot of big, deep breaths while doing so. It just helps to get that sleepiness gone. And yeah. I think that's a fantastic way to stay fresh during this lockdown. Like that is an amazing habit to build, especially not in the lock, not just in the lockdown, but also in everyday life. Like stretching is so important. It helps wake you up. It helps with flexibility and all around just exercise is so good, especially now that, you know, we don't realize how much exercise we get just from walking around at work, at school. And now we don't have that. So any extra exercise that we can get without us really thinking about it is so worth it in so many ways. And now we've come to the end of our show. Ugh, the time really flew by, you guys. Like I blinked it away, literally. We look forward to being with you again next week the time hopefully will not drag by like it did last week because we're in lockdown but who knows all we know is this is 180 degrees signing, signing out. out tweet us at i am y movement this insert was brought to you by radio k pulpit on 729 am visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za